0: Well, welcome to Monday Club in Isolation podcast, a voluntary community group based in our local library a few miles from Pontypridd in South Wales. Monday Club was formed to bring together older residents for physical exercise, which for us is armchair exercise and Tai Chi, intellectual stimulation, um, such as talks and quizzes creative writing, arts and crafts projects, gardening events, sing-along sessions, etc, etc. We also hold intergenerational events with the children from the three junior schools in the area. We also have the occasional day trip and a party from time to time. Since the middle of March, due to coronavirus, COVID-19, and the necessary information of social distancing or lockdown, we've been unable to meet and enjoy being together. So we've started recording podcasts in an effort to reach out and keep in touch with each other. And we hope they've helped you feel a little less isolated. Well, currently, the easing of the restrictions has meant that most of us are able to go out and say hello to each other, always remembering of course, to keep a safe distance. A few of us have travelled locally by bus, and the Sodiwags are enjoying socially distanced walking in the countryside. Hopefully, further easing of restrictions will allow us more freedoms in enjoying the company of others even if still at a social distance. This episode is the last podcast for this season, so it seemed appropriate that we asked Alwyn, Bron and Diane to join us, to join Carol and me, that is. But unfortunately, Alwyn is unable to join with us today. So welcome. For the last time this season, we will begin with an icebreaker question. And the question is... What was your favourite class when you were in school and why?
1: Right, I'll I'll start. I left history and English lit. We used to have separate English classes. We had classes for English language and classes for English literature. And they were two separate exams in the O-level curriculum. So, And I left both of
0: them. You just left them for the sake. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Well, I
2: I agree with Diane about history, fantastic history teacher, Mr Bowden. If I could have gone on, because I I say I failed my 11 plus, so I did my O-levels via secondary modern, and well, you you didn't do A-level, Diane, either, did you? Because No, I passed my 11 plus, went to grammar, but I left after O-levels. Yeah, and because of the money situation, you wanted to get out to work. I mean, you were only a child, I was the eldest for three, so... And I was the only child. I mean, my mother didn't work, and my father wasn't in a well-paid job, so yeah, it was an economic thing. My history teacher said, "Oh, Karen, you must go to go because we could have gone over to the grammar school to do A-level, mm-hmm. which a couple of the, my friends did, mm-hmm. so, but couldn't afford it." So, but he was so good. And when you think of people like Hugh now that comes to our library, history makes it. If if there would more teachers like who, everybody no one can say, "I don't yeah. like A." Yeah. So engaging, isn't it? You mm-hmm. know, but history now of, of the common people, not, not kings and queens. I'm more interested in what, you know, Joe Bloggs did, you know, and how he <laughs> suffered, you know. And
1: but that, that is the proud thing, though, isn't it? You, if you've got an inspiring teacher, yeah. you love the subject, don't you? Yeah. I mean, it's the teacher that grabs you before the subject, I think. That's right. If you've got a teacher who's sympathetic and knows how to teach. Yeah,
3: that's right. Yeah. Brown, how about you, love? my subject was geography and history. But before I did my 11 plus, I, had, I was in hospital for a month with meningitis. Oh, gosh, no oh, So when I came out of hospital, the headmistress from my local school came up and tutored me to pass my 11 plus. And fortunately, I passed my 11 plus and I went on to um, grammar school. But like all of you, My mother needed me to work. So, unfortunately, at 16, I came out to school to go to work. I absolutely love geography. And I think that that is what have made me Want to travel the world, and I, but I think it just through the interest that the teacher instilled in me
0: in geography. Oh, that's good. What about you, Anne? I must have really enjoyed school, <laughs> perhaps more than I've ever realised. Because when I thought about it, I remember in junior school, we had a teacher called Mr. Golden, and I don't know if you did this, but every few times a week, you would take it in turns to read out loud to the rest of the class. I loved doing that because I, I was good at reading. But Mr. Golden always made, I think, everybody comfortable. He was very softly spoken and very kind and very sort of supportive of the children who were, weren't very good at reading. So I think everybody felt happy to read. And then when I was in her pants, because like Carol, I failed my class and went to her pants and My favourite, I think, classes there were needlework and art. And not because I'm any good at either one of them, right? (laughs) But more because the teachers, they were more relaxed, but they were more supportive and encouraging. Whereas a lot of the teachers were like very strict and do it as I say, you know. So, but my favourite class of all turned out to be in college to start off with it was my nightmare subject right I hated it with a passion every afternoon we had to read back shorthand notes that we had taken every passage every day and every day I was one but last from the end and every day I couldn't read it back I had little scribbles and big gaps (laughs) and I became a bit of a sort of Laughing joke, you know, laughing point in the class. I'm, oh, wait a minute, how bad you are we two years ago. Okay. I begged my dad to take me out of college. I said, I'll go and work anywhere, but please, you're wasting your money. I can't do this. I hate it. You stick with it, he said, till the end of the year, and then we'll talk about it. We were in class one afternoon doing the, um, the rounds, as we were. The teacher always started up the one row, down the other row, up the other row down the other row, and I was the second desk in, and when they got to me, I did a perfect transcript of my work and I don't know who was more shocked I, whether it was everybody <laughs> with their mouths aghast, the teacher who was just I'm sure she was thinking she only got a copy of what I just read out to them, or me I don't know, but after that I just, the penny must have dropped and I just took off and the thing I loved the most I know pride is a sin but the thing I loved the most was when the teacher used to say to me "Um, will you fill in the gaps for so and so so so, and because they're obviously having trouble and I loved it because I used to think do you know what you were making fun of me so stick that in your Ah. pipe and smoke it
2: (laughs) How long would it take somebody to learn to do shorthand I know it's a skill room
0: Some didn't have much trouble at all I just couldn't understand why it was beneficial to you short and rather than long and I just couldn't work it out. And I said to my dad, I don't see it. I don't understand this. But it obviously there is. Yeah. But I was definitely the worst in the class for about
2: a good and active listener as well, isn't it, to pick up every single word, you know. Yeah. And when I see broadcasts now, you know, and you've got simultaneous British Sign Language, and I find it amazing yeah. because it doesn't look anything like the word. No, it no. doesn't,
0: does it? It's,
2: yeah. I did go to sign language for two years, and I was hopeless because I tried to transcribe things back. Yeah. I think if, if I wanted to say something, I could do it. But listening to you, I couldn't say what it was. Perhaps I wasn't I going to The problem is I had um, a girl
1: working with me in the library from Elite. They placed disabled people in the community into the workplace for just a couple of hours a week. A girl came in who, um, she used sign language, she had cerebral palsy and she couldn't speak. And I actually learned the alphabet, but if I Mm -hmm. wanted to say something, I'd have to do sort of, you know, A, B, C, D, and I can't remember all of them Mm -hmm. now, but I used to have to spell the word out because I couldn't figure out in my head what Mm -hmm. the whole... Mm. The last sign for a single word was. yeah. But when you were saying about um, teachers being authoritative, because I went to the grammar school, I don't know about when you were in school, but all our teachers then always wore their cap and gowns Mm. and they were really quite strict. It wasn't a relaxed atmosphere like the teachers today have got. So I think in some ways, you know, perhaps learning is a bit more sympathetic nowadays. Because certain teachers, if you didn't uh, like their subject, you know they they get a downer on you and you hated well, it. What did yeah. you hate
3: the most in school? In grammar school,
1: science, science because I couldn't understand it. Well, I, was I, all right.
3: I hated gym because I was, a oh, <laughs> I was in. The mix <laughs> school, yeah. Boys and girls, and we had to do yeah. gym Same in myself. our navy knickers. <laughs>
1: Do you, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. We had ketons. Have you ever heard of them? Ketons, And their, ours were mustard colour, which was horrible. And it was like um, a round neck, tunic-y thing with an um, elasticated waist, short skirt up to uh, just below your thigh, and then matching knickers to go with them. Oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> I, am. Yeah, but, but I suppose <laughs> now they'd look quite
3: glamorous at the time. I didn't think so. Navy yeah. knickers with elasticated mm. legs. And when we walked out into the gym, the boys used to play war with us. They used to laugh and make fun. So very often I used to have a note off my mother, sorry, but she can't do gym this week.
2: I'm not going to name names now, but I can give you... Three, three of my friends who always had notes, <laughs> but I, I won't embarrass them by saying which ones. They, they always had something wrong with them, you know. Oh, my it. Yeah.
3: And then they um, had to come through the showers. With yeah. The boys, boys on one side. You know, we had a petition between us, but they used yeah. to try and climb up and look over the shower as we yeah. were running through the shower. I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> every minute of gym. I,
2: I sound like a whinging old age pensioner, but when you think that we couldn't fulfil our own ambitions because of lack of oh, money. Yeah. And I think the wheel's gonna turn, unfortunately, as things are now, and the same thing's gonna happen, isn't it?
3: But I don't I don't regret leaving school at 16. I, you know, I wish I could have gone on and then one my yeah. mother did try and keep me in school, but unfortunately yeah. We were all in the same predicament where money was yeah, very tight. Yeah. But I, I I enjoyed my work experience after.
1: Yeah, did
3: yeah. you know, and I made some fantastic friends who were yeah. friends right through until they passed away and I still got the one and one or two who was still alive. So I mean, yeah. I got no regrets. I mean, no, I not have things as, as they panned out, but I mean, um, two of
2: them went over and uh, did either resets of the GCSEs and did a couple of A-levels, so they end up as uh, radiographers. I think out of our class of girls, say they were 10, 12, only actually one wanted to go to university, and she became a social worker, I think. Um, uh, she was the only one who went further, mm. uh, because they didn't expect, I think that's the trouble with secondary margin, you weren't expected to do anything, were you, you know?
0: No, no, there was certainly um, in pant there was certainly an a from a lot of the ch- children that we were basically like cannon fodder we all were just going to go to factories yeah, exactly. and what was not all of them by any means so, but there were a few like that yeah. and I think as well I don't know about boys so much possibly it was the same but for girls it was very limited in what they expected mm-hmm. you to go on and do wasn't it yeah. it was like Well, you might be able to become a secretary or you might be able to become a nursery nurse or maybe a shop assistant. Or if you really work really hard, you might become a nurse or a hairdresser Mm. or a shop girl. Basically, you weren't really told, well, the world is your oyster. You you have to decide what you want to do and go for it. I think. Things have changed in our way. There's a bit more. Well, I
2: wanted, to, I wanted to work in a hospital, but in, Amiga, the, in, the lab, in, the, in the labs, I wanted to do research, you know, and whatever. whatever but um, I didn't do chemistry. I did I pass my biology and physics. Um, and I did go for one. Interview down Cardiff Royal, Royal Infirmary in the kidney research department, but I didn't get it. And in the end, I, I was lucky enough to have a
3: job down in um, County Hall, so that's where I started. You know, so I think in in the school that I was in, it was a very class conscious school. People was there who had parents who were doctors and things, they seemed to get looked after better than the people that came from working-class families. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but that's the way the school that I went to function. Yeah. yeah. And, you, know, yeah. If you came from a sort of middle-class family, you were pushed.
1: Yeah, I think ours was the same because I went to, um, when well, in church in Cardiff, because I lived in Penteur. It was a bit of a struggle if people didn't have a lot of money because when I went, our uniform could only be got through Evan Roberts. I mean, Evan Roberts was always the posh shop in Carter. If you could, you know, nobody shopped in Evan Roberts. But all, it was the only outlet for our school uniform. And they were very strict what you had. You had to have a certain design of skirts, a certain design of, you know, um, like satchels. No bags. You'd have to be a proper leather satchel. And really quite strict over what you could and couldn't have with your uniform. And they used to have prefects on guard duty on the gates to make sure you had a hat on your head.
0: Yeah. I remember in your pants, first day, everybody had a flipping berry (laughs) <laughs> and he went to this had, oh my god it had to be an um, emerald green berry oh, we all oh, but that was it. nobody yeah. wore a berry after day one. Mm. so my, my mother didn't even buy mine just you know shut off a neighbor like she' only wear that one day give it back like tomorrow <laughs> afternoon or whatever. What brown what,
2: what, what
3: did she do? She left school when she was 17 but she went right. to grammar as well. And my brother, my brother was fortunate, he went a bit further, he got quite a good job. I mean, it was expensive, you know. I mean, my mother had to buy us all our uniforms, like you said, tie, hat, hat shirt, you know. And I mean, winter
0: uniform, summer dresses, yeah, 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 you know, Mm -hmm. it was a very expensive time when I think back on it. And, and, of course, good shoes, which I had to wear because I had bad feet. <laughs> it was bad in school because everybody else had think. <laughs> yeah.
1: Actually, our uniform was quite nice. It was sort of brown with orange, but only, not bright orange. So, um, the shirts were like an orange gingham uh, with brown brown jumper, brown skirt, brown and orange striped tie. They, they looked nice. They looked quite nice. It was just expensive to buy. Oh. You couldn't good. afford to buy little, I mean, my mother'd buy a skirt and wash it on the weekend for me to wear all the following week. Yeah. So you couldn't have three or four of the items because they were too expensive. Yeah. And because it was such a specialised thing, being the brown and orange and the certain design, you had to have your school badge on the embroidered on the glaces yeah. yeah. and the jumpers. So you could only get them from yeah. one place. There was no yeah. sort of easy solution to Buying them um, like in Tesco's or Littlewood's or anywhere like yeah. that. And I yeah. don't know about
3: you, but we were never allowed to wear trousers.
0: No, no. gosh, no. no trousers. Always the gym slip.
1: Always the gym and slip. And I tell you what, because I was in the 60s, <laughs> the headmistress, every so often after you had your assembly in the morning, she'd stand outside and she'd go, You, yeah, you. Yeah. You and we'd all have to go and queue up outside her room and then she'd have us kneeling on the floor to see how far off the ground our skirts were so that nobody <laughs> wow. would have any skirts on. Or oh, <laughs> they had no more than an inch off the floor.
0: I tell you what they used to do in her pants. Every now and then they would call all the girls out into the yard and you'd have to line up in your class and year and class and whatever and then this teacher, I think her name was Miss Thomas. And um, she would comb, because backcombing was the thing then, wasn't it? Yeah. And she would comb out everybody's hair. <laughs> oh, and some of the girls would be in tears because it would be all backcombed and and whatever. Yeah. She didn't care at all. But I got a feeling she used the same comb for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody <laughs> had knits on the way around, everybody had knits. Mm. And when you left assembly every morning... You had to walk past the headmaster and this Miss Thomas, and I got called out the one day because I had a white ribbon in my hair, and it should be navy. So it was like you love detention. My mm-hmm. mother was furious. She said, "Where does where do they think we can afford all this stuff all the time?" Can't I mean, you know? guess any
2: longer. You'll have to start wearing a white <laughs> ribbon. What do I look like? Well, next week the girls are ecstatic. Because it's hairdressing opening, yeah. From the 15th in Wales, oh well, well, I
1: have got an appointment
2: have my hair but I'm not like so right cutting still cutting mine, it's so. a trim and acid dry trim. I'm not having anything done. Well, Wednesday, Diane, if you're willing, we'll have a go and walk down to the garden centre. Yeah, because the um, the girls have had takeaways from there last week. Yeah. They are set out quite far apart, but there's no yeah. way get a group round the team. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't want to do that
1: anyway, but i say so. if it was only two and there was a good gap in between them, I don't think anybody's mm. so much.
0: That's quite a good area, isn't it? It's yeah. quite yeah. airy yeah. and you've got, yeah. you know, if it's a nice day, they can open the doors and that. Yeah. But yeah. the Grand tell about your experience in Tesco's. Yeah. Hey, and the, all the Tesco's are the same, apparently.
3: Yeah, They're all Tesco's. You can go into Tesco's. No footprints, no one-way system. You can go to any pill you like. And the, the woman that came on to me to tell me, because I was walking up and down the aisles, I didn't want to go. And she said, look, she said, Tesco's have been cleared and you couldn't use Tesco's now like you used it before the coronavirus. But she said, obviously, be sensible. And I got to be honest, there wasn't a lot in there, but everybody was keeping a distance. The ones who yeah.
0: were keeping the distance were the online shoppers. But what are they doing? text? No, no. They they the, the, the staff collecting for the doctor. All the, oh, I see what you yeah. mean. Yeah, And
2: they've got a, a certain amount of time, I think, to do
0: yeah. the shopping.
2: You see. So and they do it for four or five people. So it's not just one person. Oh, never.
1: No. You know, you're saying about holidays and things opening up. though, Carol. and um, I was on Zoom today with the girls from I was in school with. And uh, Joy's booked, they've booked two caravans down between West Wales, between Kendrick Old. and Cerdigion on the coast there. They've booked her and her husband, they've booked one caravan, and her
0: son and daughter, were grown-up, oh, in another
1: caravan lovely. For a week, yes, uh, in very
0: August. Lovely. Yeah. So, so is anybody else planning on having a holiday? No. <laughs> well, I'm planning on going to Turkey in November. I don't know about you lot. What well, do you yeah. do you? Uh, did you have that um, yes yes
2: uh,
0: yeah. yeah so they're obviously planning on being open aren't they but yeah. i wonder if they have both no, two of, I, I
2: say because um, i in, in wales now say from the third of august restaurants will be open so i mean it just depends
3: on the bus isn't it you know that's i, so think, I think, think that's the biggest thing that is the best yeah yeah,
2: yeah. Well, we'd have to wear masks on the journey, that's all
1: yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, it's four months away yet, isn't yeah. it? So you
2: yeah. don't know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be cleared or we're having a second wave.
2: It's a shame it's yeah. not on because she'd be, kept us updated with what's happening in Spain because yeah. I think there's... um or oh, the bull- But Catalonia's shut down again, is not it? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Pamplona, is it, they, is it not? Pamplona, where they have
1: the both... Bull- I but they were interviewing some woman on the news today or yesterday who's uh, gone up to Spain since the planes have started flying. And she said she'd recommend anybody to go out there because she said it's the provisions
0: they've put in place are fantastic. It's just yeah. getting there, I think. is the yeah. bit, isn't yeah. it? I don't sure. know if I would want to travel on an aeroplane at the moment. Well,
1: I don't know. It's. I mean, how can you social distance on a flat plane? You can't, can you?
0: Well, I think the big danger about going on holiday, would it would be devastating if you got on that plane and when you arrived at your destination, they were in lockdown. Yeah. You know, yeah. because then you'd be stuck in your apartment or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if they yeah. were in the sort of lockdown we were, how the hell would you get food? Yeah. Well, well right. we're not.
3: What would happen to Alwyn now if she wanted to come in? Would she have to self-isolate? No,
1: Spain's not. Spain's on the listed ones. They're allowed in without isolation. Even
3: though they've got the virus started back up in quite a few places?
0: At the moment, yeah. At the moment, yeah. Did you go to Brecken? Yeah, I just... I Lynn really needs to go out driving. It's the only way he can relax some days. So I took him out and I thought, oh, I'll head towards Merthyr because it's like i go down the A470 and i head towards mm-hmm. with that. So then I thought, oh, go on, i will keep going. So we went over the beacons, and then instead of going into Breton, I turned right to head back towards Abergavenny, yeah. come back that way, you know. And um, as we we think that so we got into to the start of our Abergavenny, but then we came around this bend, it, the road we were on, I didn't, didn't really recognize, came around this bend and there's this junction. And I said to Lynn, well, there was no sign. Which way do you think we ought to go? And I said, oh, we go that way. That looks, you know, the biggest road, the most likely road. <laughs> it started, it went out into the countryside and it went over towards Monmouth and, and oh, whatever. Ah. And we eventually come back out and ended up on the heads of the valley road. But yeah. we got caught in all the traffic, didn't we? Oh, yeah, that's a nightmare oh. at the moment, Anne. Oh, oh it is, yeah. isn't it? Well, yeah. it's said Lynn, that's been a nightmare since I was traveling to the Midlands. So yeah. I would go there, so that must be 12, 14. Oh, it's not more mean, than that. I
3: mean,
2: they've
0: been tra- dual carriage in it for.
3: Yeah. Donkeys. Yeah. Yeah. The donkeys, they've been doing that a yeah. bit there, haven't they? Yeah. 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 Well, absolutely. Good one, you.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. So I thought perhaps we'd spend a minute talking about the Monday Club Zoom meetings, well, just yeah. to remind everybody that we had one last week, and it was quite successful, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, very good. Very it's meant to be like going to the Monday Club, isn't it? The, and having a chat and chat. There might be four of you there. There might be ten, sort of thing. But if they prove successful, we'd we'll keep going. Yeah. Happy with that I are, are
2: you opening it to anybody to yes.
3: join you? Yes. Well, yes. I, I said, yeah, I was saying to leave other people come on if they yeah. want to and talk to try. Yeah. But if we've got other people in, that might be a way of getting them into the library when we do eventually get back. Well, yeah what
2: happened to us yesterday when we were walking? Yeah. Talking to that lady, yeah. wasn't it? Was brilliant. The, um, um, she just started, she was walking the dog and she's I think she, she was just fed up of being on her own. And from, that's the impression I got from you, isn't it, Bron? So we were telling her about the Zoom and how to look out for our Facebook page, you know. So, yeah. But she, she was quite an active person. And she, she was she? interested. Yeah, she because was. Wouldn't that be a
1: good idea to have someone for a talk and, on a Monday
2: when, yeah, Monday when we're back? Uh, that's what I said. Well, look, look out for our Zoom.
0: Yeah. so I, our Facebook page I will always put the meeting ID for our chat and chat on our Facebook page so anybody can join in if they see it there they'll have the meeting ID yeah. and the password so they can use that yeah. it's worth going into um, Bather and Ant's library Facebook page yeah. because there's always a lot of good yeah. information it's on there the stuff
2: yeah. she comes up with i to so yeah.
0: say well Time is just about up. We hope you have enjoyed listening to our conversation today and that it has helped you to feel less isolated, even if just for a short time. Thanks to those of you that retweet our posts or leave messages on our Podbean page. We welcome all feedback, so please feel free to make a comment. Just say hi or to suggest the type of content you'd like to listen to in our next podcast season. On a serious note, please remember, take no advice from this podcast. We have a relaxation of the restrictions at the moment, but you must keep yourselves up to date because the situation can still change very quickly. So we highly recommend that you regularly check the information on the Welsh Government website to ensure that you are up to speed on what you can and cannot do socially. So thanks to Bron and Diane for joining Carol and me today. Thanks also to Debbie Radius of Peppermint Fish for hosting, producing and publishing the podcasts for us. And thank you all for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the episodes in this season's podcasts. And that you will listen, or if you want, take part in an episode in our next season. Don't forget, we are now holding Monday morning chat and chat sessions via Zoom. And the meeting ID and password will be published on our Facebook page. Or you could ask Carol, Diane, or me or Ron for the numbers needed to enter the meeting. In the meantime, have a good summer and keep safe. So bye for now. bye 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 Bye. Bye. thanks everybody bye see you soon soon.
1: Bye. 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 bye